goodbye to the world. Just kidding. I'm not going to sing to you. But I do want to tell you one of the things that brings me joy, and that is music. So here's what I'd like to do. I would love to start featuring new artists, people who want to be heard, get their music out there, and share their talent with the world. If you or some other fabulous human you know would like to share music on Tribe and True, please write to me or have them write to me at tribe at seanagan.com and let me know what kind of music you're producing, what you'd like to share. Yeah, I want to hear it. I love me some music, so joy to the world, y'all. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Our True Colors, hosted by Shauna Gann. Join her as she explores the challenges of being a racial riddle, an ethnic enigma, and a cultural conundrum. Let's dive in. Well, hey, welcome back, everybody. Um, This episode is called My Place, and I've got Shannon with me. Hey, Shannon. Hi. Hey, so we're going to be talking about that whole fitting in thing, belonging, and finding our place in this world. So, you know, you know, we in our past episodes, we've been talking about just our overall experiences and, and what it's like trying to determine your identity and, and knowing that it can change depending upon situation to situation or where you are and um, even like where you are in your life. So. Yeah, I thought we'd just dive in and and talk about what that means for us when it comes to um, fitting in in certain situations. Sure. In the past episode, I was talking to you about when I came back to the States in, from living overseas. Most recently, I was living in the Czech Republic and in Prague and so beautiful, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I just really loved it. But one thing that was super hard for me was that it was pretty white, let's just say. <laughs> you know, it was a landlocked country, so no port nearby, not a lot of opportunity for, you know, like trade and things like that that would have kind of lent itself to being a more diverse country or even with Prague being the city. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was kind of tough sometimes. Like there are times where my daughter would, like we'd be on the bus and people would just stare, like they stare openly. And she would just kind of, stand between me and the person staring because she hated it so much right I mean I kind of got used to it but it's time well and then it's different overseas so you know I recently took a trip um to Europe and that was my first time to Europe and you know you just see less diversity because in these countries you know everyone is um you know a hundred percent this or a hundred percent that Um, And it's actually funny because I got into um, a conversation with a local and uh, keep in mind, I was also with my friend who is um, Mexican American. So she's also a little darker skin than white. And uh, we got into a conversation with a local and, you know, we were friendly with them and, you know, we're just chatting and they were like, yeah, well, you two are viewed as less desirable because of our skin color so we just thought you know we didn't take it any sort of way we just you know I'm like oh okay you know (laughs) that's how it is I mean it makes sense you don't see many people of many people look like us we just didn't see many like us I mean yeah wow 
I'm just thinking about that. You, you have tougher skin than me, maybe sometimes. I'm like, less desirable. <laughs> well, <laughs> so this kidding, person was, still yeah. Like, <laughs> this person was explaining it to us because, you know, we were just talking about the scene and like all this stuff. And yeah, I mean, it was just how it was. And we we're like, okay, that's how it is, you know, but you can get that in the States too. But, you know, as much as we haven't progressed, um, to where we need mm-hmm. to be, we are definitely farther along where at least it's in conversation. Um, and people know that differences aren't necessarily bad, right? You know, we see biracial relationships yeah. where, as you might not see that in other countries. So. No, that's very true. So what was interesting to me, um, and I had to do like a lot of reflection on this actually, is there was like my little sub community, my community within um, my experience in Prague. So there are a lot of Americans there too, um, for different reasons. People work in companies that send them abroad or if they're foreign service people or, or for whatever reason, you know, or teaching, teaching abroad, they're all over there too. And I, I mean, there were other people of color for sure, but still not that many. And I always found myself feeling uh, that, that sense of hyper awareness that we talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. even in the community, like the, like the international school community where everyone's used to that diversity, all all the people that are associated with that international school, they're, they're there because of, you know, whatever brought them to that place too. And so they're expecting that. But I was like thinking about, um, there would be like these coffees or, uh, just these little get togethers or something, moms coming together and talking and stuff. And even in those situations, I was like, I'm still alone. <laughs> like there's nobody like me. Even though Yeah. Right. Like those folks weren't saying anything or doing anything that should have made me feel isolated or alienated. So right. that's always that's really bothered me. I hate that I kind of default to noticing that. It always kind of bothered me that I defaulted to that hyper awareness because nobody well at least I don't think it didn't seem like anyone else was thinking about like oh you know Shauna is really different (laughs) than the rest of Mm -hmm. us like they were just having their coffee and chatting about whatever it's just being in your head you know Mm -hmm. and I I know I see that too It, it definitely happens where you're like oh they they don't understand where I'm coming from or I don't understand, you know, I understand where they're coming from, but that is not how I perceive the situation. But then it's also like this, uh, you don't want to speak up, right? Like, I'm sure you didn't share your feelings with them, right? About, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, with with a small select group, I did. Right. And they, okay. and like, especially one of my friends in particular was like, like, Shauna, nobody else is thinking about that. Right. And I was like, I know, I know they're not, but I, I couldn't help it. The other thing was like, I didn't really share a lot of interests with them. Like, okay, uh, just let's, let's talk about like holidays for a second. Mm. For example, in my house growing up holidays, I'm talking like Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, like the ones where you have a lot of family come together kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. 
holidays in my family were like automatically collard greens, mm. macaroni and cheese, cornbread, sweet potato pie, you know, like soul food. Yeah, soul food. <laughs> I'm not finding soul food there, <laughs> you know. And then like to try to talk about it, you know, of like, oh, I want some collard greens. I'm going to go play some collard greens. You know, like they're like, I don't know what you're talking Kale? There's kale, you know. <laughs> not the oh. same. It needs to be smothered no. with uh, bacon fat, <laughs> pork fat. Pretty much. Butter. Pretty much, right? <laughs> yeah, I understand. Some ham hocks. Love it. Put some ham hocks in there. So, you know, like this my last thanksgiving there i had a couple of friends in visiting me but then the rest of our guests were people that were colleagues of my husband but except for the friends that were visiting me they, these were all like you know white guys and it was funny cuz i'm like i don't do <laughs> green bean casserole and i don't do the cranberry sauce and i had i felt like it was a little funny i was explaining every dish that i pulled out you know um they liked it, you know, for the most part, I think. They were polite if <laughs> otherwise. But Right, if they did. Right, they were polite about it. But it was another one of those situations where I'm like, I was, I'm glad my friends were with me because they totally knew. Like, they knew this food. Right. And, and there was even one comment, like, about, um, have you ever heard this, Shannon? Like, where, if someone cooks really well, and they'll be like, oh, you put your foot in that. Have you ever heard that? Uh -huh. Right. Mm -hmm. So my friend, she's like, you put your whole self in there. And we had to like, we laughed because we had to stop for a minute and explain what that meant <laughs> to the rest of the people oh, at the no. table. And yeah, yeah, it was interesting. In fact, here's another story. I did get collard greens, but I had to go like, I had to drive to Germany to get them. <laughs> wow. store. And when I was buying them, how about this? That I had called ahead and, and the produce lady was like, oh, yes, we have them. And she set them aside for me. And I was like, listen, it's going to take me, you know, two and a half hour, three hour drive to get there. So please make sure you have them. Put my name all over them. Right. So she did. It was cool. The collard greens are huge before you cook them down. So I'm like, yes, <laughs> pile on these things in my cart, like ready to do the happy dance in the aisle. I wish you could see my hands right now as I'm mimicking this. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm like piling this stuff in the car. I'm so excited. And this this black guy like comes around the corner in the store. He goes, oh, what you going to do with all those? I was like, man, this is for Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, I'm excited too. And he's like, well, you know how to, you know how to cook those, don't you? And he had a friend with him. He goes, oh, what do you do? I never did that before. So he starts to, the man starts to kind of explain, and he's kind of also explaining for my benefit to make sure that I know how to do this. And the guy's oh, like, what? I, I've never heard of this. I said, listen, all you have to do is put your foot in it. It's going to be all right. And the man, the black guy was like, whoa, I'm coming over to you. Because, like, you know, just my having said that was enough to convince him that I would be able to cook these. That you knew what you were yeah. talking about. <laughs> so I was like, you know. He totally looked at me and I wasn't black enough or whatever to convince mm -hmm. him that I knew how to make collard greens. Which is crazy too, because you were in Germany. Yeah. Right? I mean, well, <laughs> I would just be taking any like little piece of commonality I could take and just being thankful for that, you know? <laughs> it's true. Well, to be fair, I was at a military installation in Germany. So that's like a little slice of America. So it is going to be a mm -hmm. little bit more diverse than like where I was in Prague. But, but 
I was still like, oh my gosh, I have to like give social Prove proof myself. that I know how to cook. And right, but check it out. That wasn't even like the end of it because then I got to the grocery, like the checkout, and the lady at the checkout was like, mm, "You sure did buy a lot of these? I hope you know how to do this, right? Like you're going to have to cook them up. Like you can't just like wait." And I was like. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go home, clean the greens, and then I'm going to blanch them, you know, freeze them. She's like, oh, okay, okay. Like, it was just, I was just like, wow. you Like, it was such a prejudgment. Like, from both right. of them, they just looked at me separately, two separate occasions, although in the same kind of experience, same store. But also, and, why would I get these if I can't cook them? <laughs> kind <laughs> of, right? <laughs> Okay. And yeah, she's right. I bought a lot too. Mm. <laughs> but oh. yeah. So it's like one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't kind right, of right. things. So anyway, what about you? Do you have any like experiences where you kind of felt that being out of place? Uh, yeah. So a moment that kind of pops into my head of maybe not it doesn't actually have to do with fitting in, but it's the point where I can kind of see a shift when I started to worrying or thinking about fitting in um, was when it was actually a moment with my mother. Um, and it was a census that was going around the U S census. And, you know, I forget how old I was. I must've been in elementary school, but I vividly remember her asking me, um, what I wanted to be checked as if I wanted to be checked as black or if I wanted to be checked as white. Um, and I, I remember making the decision that even on that, in that early age, I'm like, well, you know, put me to be black. Right. So up until that point, like I got it, but I didn't get it. Right. <laughs> like I knew I was different. I knew I was one, but like, I feel like that's when I really fell into the pool of being multiracial, right? That was at a young age. And then just after then, I, I've i spoke to a few of my experiences growing up as in like the little girl asking if I was adopted and then a classmate telling me that, you know, I shouldn't be applying for this scholarship because they need it more or something. They're They're actually full black and I'm only half black. Um, but like little instances like this have come up all, all throughout my life. You know, um, I can remember going to, um, at one point in my life, I was best friends with a pastor's kid and, uh, uh, her mom was preaching at a different church this one Sunday. So I went with them and so I was their guest, right? So it's mom, a dad, the daughter who is white and then me. And uh, I remember this guy came up talking to all of us any, you know, after the church. And I forget what we were exactly talking about. But at one point he goes, well, I know that pointing to me, he goes, well, I know that's not part of your family. And it was like, I was like in like, (gasps) like, I was like, oh my God, like what? And, you know, they did a really good job because they were like, well, you know, she's a family friend. You know, they really, they stuck up for me, but it was like a holy crap, you know, it really uh, points out where I was kind of living. And like, that wasn't in Chambersburg. That was in some like hillbilly town. 
<laughs> off in the stick somewhere. Um, but still, it's just like those instances to me is when it really stuck out that I was different than what people are normally yeah. um, looking at. Right. And uh, I could go on and on. There's little stories all over, but the census was really a turning part in that fitting in, which is um, made me aware that, oh, I guess I can navigate through these two worlds, mm-hmm. but how should I do that? Yeah. You know, that's the question. That's, that's interesting. It was so young for you. Mm-hmm. Although like when you told your story, that made me think of, do you remember, I mean, there's a couple of episodes back I mentioned um, that aside from one incident in Anchorage, I hadn't really gotten that realization until I moved to Pennsylvania, right? But, mm-hmm. so I'll tell you the story now. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so, so first of all, before I dive in, I didn't have the full story until I was older. So props to my mom for like sheltering me from all the ugly details until later. Mm-hmm. But I do remember the situation. It's just that until later, I only remembered it one way. So, all right. So I went to a private school, an elementary school in Anchorage. And like, um, you know, I, I think I was, I guess I was probably in kindergarten. And so I I think I wasn't in school all day long or something like that. And like my mom would be waiting for me after school to get off the bus. And um, I, I do remember the bus driver kind of keeping me after, like she would drop the other kids off first. And then I was her helper. Like I was helping her kind of clean up the bus and, and stuff like that. I mean, I remember this. I remember her showing me how to even do the gross, like, flipping, taking the gum off the seat type stuff, you know. But I was super proud to be chosen to be helping her out, right? Like, yay, you know. Right. Shana, always the pleaser. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, like, doing that. But my mom's noticing that I'm home late. So, I guess. And I say I guess because I don't remember all this happening, this is probably where her later telling me what happened comes in. So she went to the principal or went to the school somehow and was like, okay, so, you know, my daughter's coming home later and later. Like, what's the deal? And come to find out the bus driver in the meeting, I guess she was there, (laughs) um, basically said to my mom and to the principal, well, She's a half breed and she needs to know her place. So, yeah. So she had wow. been keeping me later because she was, yeah, making me making me work, making me like putting me down, you know. Wow. Because she said I was a half breed, which, you know, uh, also I'm like, and also I'm not, by the way. But anyway, you know, like right, right, right. She, she, yeah. So that happened. And, you know, like I said, I I knew that I remember the situation. I remember cleaning the bus, but I don't remember. I didn't know about my mom going to the school and stuff like that until much later. Because I think that would have been just a little too hurtful for my little kindergarten heart, you know, at the time. But I feel like you probably want to grasp it, right? Because, I mean, it's not an issue in your own home. So it's like, how would I even think this would be an issue? In society, you know, we're, you live sheltered until, uh, you know, some sort of awakening or something happens that, you know, yeah. you know, I mean, it's beneficial that you didn't know at that young age. I mean, 
it's like insecurity, right? If you did, if you were to know about that. No kidding. Right. Yeah. No, I got enough of that now. I didn't need to add to it earlier. (laughs) Right. But you need to know about it at that time. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, that was one of those sort of, uh, her trying to make me find my place which she thought was my place. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't even think of this no till much later. So, yeah, it, it's bizarre. Everyone uh, seems to know what our place is except for us. <laughs> or you know <laughs> what I mean? In the black community, it's not with them. Oh, in the white community, it's not exactly with us, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's for free people outside of our circle, people with a less perspective, but you know, going back on your story, right? This bus driver, well, she needs to know her place or, Mm. you know, going on my story, that thing is a part of your family. Like, you know. Right. Crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. But it's changing. Like, it's weird because it's, (laughs) this is why I asked Dr. Gaither, like, you know, in our previous episode, we were talking about how people form identity and, and that kind of thing. But that's why I asked the question, you know, if you didn't hear that episode, you should definitely go back. It's so interesting. But when you are, uh, I don't know, when when you are trying to find your, your place among, like now, when things are changing, where mm-hmm. you see representation, <laughs> you know, so you're like, okay, cool. Like, you know, look at all these, you know, people from all kinds of back- backgrounds, like all kinds of backgrounds being represented on TV and stuff. But then at the same time, politically, all you hear about is this divide. And like, Mm -hmm. there's so many, you know, so many different realms of diversity that are being addressed right now. But man, so much of it still seems to be coming down to what you look like. Right. (laughs) I mean, we've, yeah, we so I'm sorry, we have uh, progressed so much as a society. Um, but, you know, these big topics, I feel like they're just now coming to the surface, right? Like, I mean, I feel like it wasn't cool to have curly hair up until like, uh, six years ago, right? Where you could actually start finding products that work for you. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, just being known that it's, a you know, Black people in the workplace bring the same to the table as anyone else. And we still see that Mm -hmm. uh, divide and pay gap and everything. I just feel like now we're kind of getting to a, you know, I I was going to say a comfortable space to talk about it, but truly it's an uncomfortable space, right? No one wants to say that Mm -hmm. they have this implicit bias, but we're kind of bringing that to surface, which is, you know, helping that to change. I mean, if you think about it, could we have done a podcast like this 10 years ago? Like, I feel like, you know, now we just have a a safer um, environment to talk about it, a more open um, environment to talk about it. No, I think you're right. And, uh, you know, again, I think it comes back to exposure. So the more we talk about it, the more normalized it becomes and the more comfortable it becomes until it doesn't have to feel like it's a topic anymore because it just is. So. Right. Yeah. Well, cool. I don't know. Well, I feel like uh, we we are definitely getting better though with with the inclusion piece and yeah, yeah, helping people I feel agree. at home. So, yeah. 
Well, well, thanks, Shannon. I I don't know. Did did we miss anything? Um, I don't think so. Nothing too big. Cool. Hey, we didn't even talk about hair that much this time. Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, only on the backside. <laughs> it's always gonna be brought up. <laughs> I it just really is. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. All right, y'all. Well, thanks for for listening. And Shannon, thank you for joining me. And yeah, we'll be back next time. Bye. Hey, guys. Hope you liked this week's episode of Tribe and True. I'm thinking ahead to next year for the U.S. Census. It is time to count our folks in America again. My question is, what do you think about selecting races on the census, having to choose a box or boxes? What are your thoughts? If you're like me and you believe that race is a social construct, I'm wondering what you think about the necessity of this information. Is there some other way that it should be done? Does it have value? What would happen if we didn't use it? What are your thoughts? I want to hear from you. So please write to me at tribe at shawnagan.com or you can give me a call if you want to at 202-670-3323 or if you want to do some hybrid of that, you can you know record a voice memo and email it to me. However you decide, I just want to hear from you. So stay safe out there, y'all. Remember to share a smile and please make someone feel welcome. Take care. Love y'all. Talk to you soon.